Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Hi, my name is Pastor Dwayne Wright. I am the pastor, lead pastor of Kingdom Living Ministries right here in Perth Amboy. Thank you for taking time out of your precious time, busy schedule to spend time with me as I deliver the word of God. We've been talking about the five priorities for life. And let me just do a review real quick before I open up in prayer. They are making the word of God first place. Second is give yourself to prayer. Number three is to live the word. Number four is to value relationships and maintain healthy ones. And number five is maximizing or maximize your time or redeeming your time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I thank you for 2023. I thank you for even years to come. People who listen to this in 2025, 2040, 2040, 2045, whenever they listen to it, I thank you for blessing them and encourage them in the ways of righteousness. Father, I pray that you grant it to me, your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I connect my tongue to my spirit and I speak as the mouthpiece to God to these, your people in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, if you're ever in the New Jersey area and you fly into North Airport or close by JFK or even Philly, um, we are 20 something minutes away from North Airport. We would love to have you visit us right here in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. We're going to dive right into this word. We took the last three weeks expounding on making the word of God first place and giving yourself to prayer. And this one, number three, is of the priorities is to live the word. If I can do a subtitle, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we live the word of God out. I'm thinking about Montel Jordan, um, who was a rising hip hop artist back in the day. And he did a song called This Is How We Do It. And if I had a theme song, I would have it playing in the background. This is how we do it. Montel is talking about having a party. Um, and he talks about South Central's definition of a party. And he, he talks about South Central. This is, this is how nobody does it like South Central. And all hands in the air, he says, and the, hood, the hood's been good to me. And that's the song that he was representing and singing back in the day. Right now, I want to say that Pastor Montel Jordan is a pastor and he's doing a fine job for what I'm hearing. And so I'm going to base my sermon based on that song title um, with our third priority called Live the Word. And I want to say this is how we do it. Basic Christianity. This is how we live out this faith. And my assignment today is to exhort, to encourage, to instruct the believers from a place of hearing to actually doing. We hear a lot. We have two ears and we hear a whole lot. I believe that this is a uh, it should be a priority in our lives as believers. It's to go from a place of hearing to doing. There are a lot of people who hear the word of God weekly. They actually read the word of God. They listen to sermons on YouTube and podcasts. But we need to be among the ones who are actually living this thing out. This is where real Christianity is lived out. Too many believers are simply 
hearers of the word of God. And when it actually comes to doing, there's some who fall short. Uh, we should act like the Bible is true. This is probably one of the, the most important messages you can hear. One of the many is to live. The Bible tells us in Philippians to live in light of Christ, to live is Christ. And the Bible is true. And we know that to obey God 100 percent all the time, it, it takes the grace of God. So I'm not talking about some state of perfection. I'm talking about living out the walk that you the faith that you lived. It takes day by day. It takes God's grace. So I'm not saying being perfect in the sense of, you know, sinless. I'm talking about walking in the light of what you have right now. If you're going to have these five priorities for this year and this life, you have to live out what you study. Obey the Holy Spirit that's inside of us and obey the written word of God. And this will set you up for the rest of your life to be successful. James chapter one, verses 19 through 27. I'm going to read this out of the ESV. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves, per perseveres, being no, no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, is to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, to keep oneself unstained from the world. Thank God for the reading of the word. So let's go and unpack this. Verses 19 to 21, it says this. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted or engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. So here, Paul, actually James, is given the instruction for the hearers talking about being quick to hear and slow to speak. How I many know we need to be quick to hear and slow to speak? The Bible actually says where there's much talking, sin is not lacking. It's easy to lie when you're talking a lot, using your words. Our words should be few and we should listen twice as much as we talk. We have two ears and one mouth. Two ears and one mouth. So we should really listen twice as much as we talk. There's great value on the word of God. Here, James, it says, receive the word of God, which is able to save your soul. I believe that I've I'm, I'm been working on a message called how to receive the word of God. And, and we're not going to get into that. But there is something about it, about receiving the word of God with meekness. And there are many, many distractions and ways in which 
we have to resist in receiving the word of God. And we talked the first two weeks about how to study the word, meditating the word, and, and reading the word, and being faithful in that. But here, the Bible tells us to receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. In verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, but deceiving yourselves. There are too many self-deluded Christians. The problem is that people think that they are doing the word when they simply are just hearing the word. There is a deception, a sudden distract, dis, dis, deception of actually believing that you're doing something when you're hearing it. But we have to graduate from just hearing to actually doing these believers think that they are actually doing the word because they read it and they actually believe the word. But I, I once heard a song growing up called Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself to check to see if you're really doing what you believe. Check to, to see if you're doing the word of God. Sermons aren't meant to make you feel good, but they actually to inspire you and to influence you to a place of really real obedience. God is looking for obedient children. There, there are some believers that are rebellious. They, re, they resist the spirit of God when he speaks to them. They resist the word of God, won't do the word of God. But, but one of the priorities that you should have this year and for the rest of your life is to live the word, to become doers of the word of God. That's how we're going to be successful in this life. It's to actually do the word of God. It's not the one who hears the word only, but the one who actually does it that's the person that's blessed. You, you know, we talked about giving yourself to the word of God. We talked about giving yourself to prayer, making the word of God first place. This is talking about living the word out. Living the word out. James says to be doers of the word, a continual doer and not one time doer. Not a what not and once in a while doer, but an ongoing doer of the word of God. You don't just eat once. Right. You eat daily. Most of us eat daily and we need to eat healthy daily. Make sure you have what you need for your body to do what is was created to do. If you want to lose weight and get in shape, it's not a one time thing. It's ongoing. You, you, if you're working out, go to the gym. A lot of times in the beginning of a, of a year, people go to the gym. You can see the gyms. The gyms are filled with people. Listen, it's great. I'm happy that people are in the gyms, but we need to do it weekly. Go two or three times a day, two or three times a week, excuse me, throughout the year. It's consistency. Inconsistency lies true power. You have to be consistent in your prayers, consistent in the word of God, consistent in attending church, consistent in giving. Consistent in telling others about Jesus, consistent in who you are as a believer. Let's grow up in the things of God and not just be hearers only. The word of God, uh, making God's word a lifestyle, do it all the time. Spirit, soul and body, whatever the word of God tells us to do, do it in our work, do it at home, do it at school, do it in church, do it in the community. Everywhere you go, you're always doing the word of God. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do this year. Start, you may be, have done this in previous years, but I want, you, I want you to take it up to another notch. Just say, I'm going to give the word of God first place. I'm going to give myself to prayer and I'm going to live this word out. 
every single day, looking for opportunities to, to, to do what God told us to do in his word. Like I said earlier, um, we need to study the scriptures and do the word of God in light of Christ. I know in the Old Testament, there's many different things that God told his people to do that are not applicable for us today. So if it tells us to go sacrifice animals, not to do that. Don't do that because I don't want you to end up into some kind of insane place where where you don't know the difference between a, a, a Skittle and an M&M. I don't want you in that those kind of places. If you go around doing some things that God told the children of Israel, it's not applicable. It's not the application is not for today. But we interpret the Old Testament, as I shared last time, in light of the New Testament. And so we do that. So the word of God needs to be done all the time. Notice we, we, we need to hear the word of God all the time and we need to do the word of God. We need to hearing needs to graduate from into doing faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you act upon what you hear. Then you need to experience real Christianity, experience the real Christ. And that takes you practicing the word of God operating in the light that you have. What am I talking about? I'm talking about whatever understanding that you have of the Lord and his word and his kingdom. Live it out. Live it out. If you know that coming to church is right, which we know from scriptures, then do that. Make that your practice. If you know prayer is important, pray. If you know giving is important, do that. If you know telling others is important, treating your spouse and treating your kids correctly. All of those are ways in which we have opportunities to apply the word of God. James chapter one, verse 23 says this, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. James is comparing hearing to looking in your natural mirror. When you hear the word, you recognize both inside and out side of Christ. You see your need for the Lord. You see all the sinful ways that you may have. Uh, it, it really a mirror will expose things about yourself that you 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 might not have been aware of. As you look into the mirror, you can see whether like before I came out on the camera, I wanted to see if my tie was straight because sometimes I go back and look at the videos and I see that, that my tie is not straight. And, and I want to make sure that things are intact. Right. The same way with the word of God, the word of God is a mirror to us. And as we look into the mirror of the word of God, we see where we fall short, but we also see where God has called us as a believer to live. And as we see what God says, then we obey. We obey. You see yourself the way the Lord sees you. So hearing is important. And I'm not trying to downplay hearing. Hearing is vital to your walk. Everything about the Christian religion deals with hearing. You hear first, then you act and obey. You hear first, then you act and obey. As you hear the word over the years with joy, you'll begin to see who you really are. Who are you? Let me remind you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. You're more than a conqueror, according to Romans 8. You are overcomer, according to 1 John chapter 5. You're the seed of Abraham, according to Galatians chapter 3. You are, you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ, according to Romans 8. You are his beloved, wrote Ephesians chapter 1. 
You are the head and not the tail, Deuteronomy 28. You are the lender, not the borrower, still Deuteronomy 28. You are the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. You are a chosen generation, 1 Peter chapter 2. You are a royal priesthood, 1 Peter chapter 2. You are the light of the world, Matthew chapter 6. And these are only a few things that the word of God tells us. But you don't know that unless you open the word and see it for yourself. This is who the Bible says that we are. James chapter one, verse 24 says this, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. If you only hear the word of God and never act upon it, you forget what type of person that you are. You forget that you you need God. You forget that what God has done for you in Christ. You forget who made you. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it says to remember your creator in the days of your youth. And as we hear the word of God, it reminds us of who God is. It reminds us that we have a savior. It reminds us the blessed hope that we have. But if you read the word and never act upon it, you forget the promises of God, the promises of God, the promises of God. And we know from first Peter that it says that we escape the corruption that's in the world through the promises of God, the promises of a God. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm stumbling over that. But the promises of God, the promises of God is how we escape the corruption that is in the world. So as we not forget the type of man or woman that we are from beholding the word of God, then we can escape the corruption that are in the, the corruption that's in the world. Faith is something you need every day. It's like vitamins. It's like minerals. We need those amino acids. You, we need those things every day. It helps to build our bodies. It helps our bodies. Those things help our bodies to function the way that God created it. You know, the, the nails that we have, the hair that we have, and I do have hair. I choose to cut it every week, by the way. Uh, the, the joints and the, the, the marrow and the bones and the muscles and the heart and the lungs and the eyes, and every digestive system, all these things, respiratory system, all these things are needed. But vitamins and minerals and amino acids, all these things help and water help our bodies to function the way that it's supposed to function. So the word of God helps us to function the way that we're supposed to function as believers. If you only eat part of the things in the word of God, then you won't get everything that you need to, in order to be a successful Christian. We need the Old Testament. We need the minor prophets. We need the wisdom books. We need the law. All those things are needed for us. Then we need the Gospels in the New Testament. We need the epistles and, and revelation. All those things working together to build up the body of Christ. And not only are we to receive the word of God, but we're to act upon what we actually believe. What we actually believe. The body is needed. The vitamin. You can function without vitamins, vitamins but not for... Not too long. The same with those who hear the word and never act upon it. I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm simply talking about becoming a fruitful believer. A believer that experienced biblical salvation on a daily basis. Paul warns his son in the ministry in Timothy. He says, there are those who 
have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of the gospel. I want God to show up in my life. I want God to be in my life. I don't want to know and believe that God is inside of me and I'm his temple, but I want him to show up big. And when I obey the scriptures and I follow the spirit of God, he shows up big on the inside of me. He displays the fruit of the spirit in my life. I begin to bear fruit of the Holy Spirit, not fruit of fruit of the recreated spirit in my life. I begin to experience God on a whole nother level. It's one thing to hear the word of God, but it's another thing to put that word that you hear into daily practice. Let's be real believers. The world is waiting for real believers to show up and show out. They're waiting for somebody to live what they believe. I want to live what I believe. It's not enough to believe the right things. But real believing and right believing should affect the life that I live. And so a priority should be to live the word of God. To live it out, to show the world this is how we do it. This is how husbands love their wives. This is how wives submit to their husbands in the Lord. This is how fathers do not provoke their children to wrath, but they they bring them up in the ways of God. This is how children obey their parents. This is how employers treat their employees. And this is how employees treat their employers. This is how we deal with presidents, whether they're righteous or unrighteous. We pray for them. This is how we love our enemies. We love them and bless those that curse us. We we are the light of the world and we love our neighbors as ourselves. We, We assemble together as a church every single week. And we honor the Lord with our tithes and our offerings. And we tell others about the good news of Jesus. That's what God is looking for. That's what the world is looking for. Real bona fide believers. Believers who don't only believe the right things, but actually live it out. That we are loving people, regardless of what they're in. We're bearing one another burdens. And we're praying for each other and we're giving to each other and we're blessing the, the poor and we're, we're fasting and praying and seeking the, the Lord. These are ways in which we are called to live. But some Christians, they, 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 it's like they have one area, they, they, they walk and obey God, but other areas they disobey. Why not have the hundredfold walk with God and obey the entire word of, word of God? Do whatever he says to do. Obey him and follow his leadership. That's the kind of Christian that I'm talking about. Priority. Making the word of God first place. Giving yourself to prayer. And number three, live the word. Let's live out this life. Let's live out this faith. Let's live out this religion called Christianity. I know people says religion versus relationship. And they'll say in a minute, I don't have a religion. But true religion is to visit the orphans and take care of the widows. True religion is living this thing out. I want to be a real Christian. I heard a song by Yolanda Adams 
which is like a hymn that she was singing years ago. She wrote a uh, song, a song called Lord, I want to be a Christian. And when I first heard it, I was like, this is a heretical song. I said, like, why is she praying to be a Christian? All you got to do is just confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raising him from the dead. You could be saved. But I didn't understand what she was communicating. What the song is trying to communicate is, Lord, help me to live out my faith. Help me to walk by faith and govern my life according to my faith. And that's what Yolanda Adams were singing on that song. Lord, I want to be a Christian. That's what Mahaya Jackson was singing. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a real Christian. I don't want to talk the talk and not walk the walk. I want to live every single day like Christ lives in my life. Like he's the only one that is the Lord over my heart. Paul prayed this prayer in Ephesians 3. That may Christ dwell in your hearts by faith. May Christ be the only one who is ruling and reigning from the throne of your heart. Let him be your Lord and your Savior. Let him rule and reign over your life. Let the kingdom of God be seen. The name of our church is called Kingdom Living. How do we live out this kingdom? Kingdom is the king's dominion, the reign and the rule of a king. And there's not too many people who are giving themselves over to the rule of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I invite you today, right now, not only to be saved and be born again and be filled with the spirit, but to grow in the things of God and to live out the faith, to be a real Christian. To be a real son or daughter of God, to, to be set apart, a royal priesthood, that you pray for people and you love people and you tell the truth even when it costs you friendships. I'm not talking about being, being judgmental. I'm talking about being a bona fide Christian, that your life causes conviction. Your life causes men and women to want to repent. Either they'll love you or they'll hate you, even as they did in the Lord Jesus Christ. Live the word. Make this a priority. Let's look at verse 25. Verse 25 says, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, perseverance, being no, no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If you look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, notice it says, look into the perfect law. There are no perfect laws except for God's law. The, the law of God is perfect. This law produces freedom in your life. Now, there's some laws that, that will bind you and have you in bondage. But God, when God tells you to do something, it's for your benefit. It will always benefit you to listen to God. I heard Kenneth, Kenneth E. Hagin say, that it doesn't cost to obey God, but it pays. It pays to follow God. It pays to obey the word of God. God will honor you if you honor him by your lifestyle. He tells us how to think. Why? So he's not up, 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 up in heaven trying to control the way you think just to say, hey, they, they think what I want them to think. But it's always for our benefit. There's a benefit of thinking about the Lord. And thinking about those things that he tells us to think about. And one of the benefits is to have perfect peace, mature peace. There's some Christians who have some peace and there's some who have maturing peace. I want to constantly be growing in peace. 
Constantly be growing in the love of God. Constantly be growing in patience. Constantly be growing in joy. These are things in which it's available. We can have as much God as we want. And one way that we know that we have God in us is we have love one to another. The more I grow in love, the more I grow in God. The more God is ruling and reigning in my life. God doesn't want us just to be Christians with labels on only, but he wants us to be authentic Christians. Christian means to, to be little Christ, little anointed ones, doing what God called us to do, being faithful on the job, faithful in our spouse, with our spouses, faithful on, on, at church, faithful in our singleness, faithful in raising our children, faithfulness God is calling us to be. God is calling us to live out what we believe. The Bible tells us that if we faint not and do the word of God, we'll be blessing all our deeds. Everything you, you do will have the blessing on it. As you become doers of the word of God, you will begin to walk in the blessing. You will no longer walk in the curse. You either walk in the law of the life of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus or the law of sin and death. You're either walking in the blessing or the curse. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the blessing. The doers of the word of God are walking in the blessing. So graduate from hearing the word into doing the word. I hope I'm helping somebody today. Verse 26 says this. If anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. I don't want to have relig worthless religion. I want to have real religion, true religion. This Mahia Jackson, I grew up, my father used to play Mahia Jackson almost every Sunday. And at the time, I couldn't stand Mahia Jackson. I was like, why are you playing this? I want to listen to Commission or The Winans or BB and CC or some other hip hop group or, you know, really with beats and whatnot. And one of the songs I remember my dad playing was talking about, you know, true religion. Give me that true religion. I'm not going to sing for you. <laughs> but, but I remember my head going off, give me that true religion. I'm telling you, there's something about having true religion. Give, real bona fide that you're saved for real, for real. That you're not just saved in name only. And you, you've said a prayer, but you have no fruit of that prayer in your life. I'm talking about being real, a real bona fide believer. It's not perfect. Because we're going to make a mistake. We're going to make mistakes. And God has made provision for us through Christ. He says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm talking about make having the fruit of righteousness in our lives. In our lives. I want to, when we have true religion, it goes from true religion into true relationship. A lot of times people talk about true relationship, but they're not living anything. They're not living anything. I don't want my religion to be worthless or powerless, but I want true and pure religion. Religion that goes beyond what I believe into what I do. My last scripture, verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Notice it talks about visiting orphans. It talks about 
you think about orphans, orphans are children without parents. God has a heart for children. This is why abortion is so wrong and sinful. You're murdering our life. Now, that said, if you have committed abortion, I had an com- abortion, there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. There's forgiveness, and I don't want you to wallow up in that, that shame of that sin. But I want you to understand that it is still a sin. And if you confess your sins, God is faithful to forgive you. You're forgiven. But it still doesn't make it right. God loves children. He has a heart for children in ways that he doesn't have a heart for anything else. There's something special about children. If a a husband and wife divorce, the one that goes to bat for the children is the one that God goes with. There's something about children. There's something about the poor that's always on God's mind. And then there's something about the nations. There's something about the afflicted and the widows, but there's something special about children. Children without parents. God wants the church to take care of the orphans, to visit them, to love on them, to be their father and mother and brothers and sisters, a role model. He goes after that. And unfortunately, even in this country, there's a lack of fathers, even in the church. You, I've met many young men and, and, and their fathers are not present in their lives. Or if they are, they're not present. They're present, but they're not present. Men, I want to challenge you. If you got a son or a daughter out in the world somewhere, you need to take care of them financially and you need to be there morally, emotionally. You need to provide, no matter what their age is, what age your child is, you need to make it your business to be present in your children's life. I don't care how anointed you think you are, the real anointing is when you do what's right by your children. And if you're married, what you do what's right by your spouse. If you got a job, what you do what's right by your employer. If you got employees, what's right is what you do right about your, uh, by your employees. Whatever stage of life you may be in, God wants you to be real in your faith and in your life. I hope this message is challenging you. James continues to talk about widows that are suffering. We need to care for the widows, those men and women or those women who don't have provision made for them who are older in age and can't work for themselves like they used to. There should be something available to minister to those who, who, who don't have um, food to eat or, or don't have retirement funds. This was very important to the Lord in the earlier church that we take care of the widows. You may say, Pastor Dwayne, is kingdom living taking care of the orphans and the widows? Not like we're going to. You know, we, it's, it's, it's a progress and, and we need to care for what is on the father's heart. And those particular categories, those two, in, those two group of people, he's concerned about orphans and widows. Everybody's context is different. So I believe that James 
It's saying we need to care about people in general. We need to go beyond our comfort zone into loving people and being a good neighbor, being a light and on the job and in the home and in the community, thinking about the forgotten ones in our society. This is where ministry is real. I never forget. I took a bunch of kids to Jamaica and in Jamaica, we went and visited some orphanages and I got attacked, uh, attached to a couple of kids. And I just wanted to love them. I got pictures of them. And, and my wife and I got pictures. We, we, we took pictures of kids on our back. And, and we talked to them. And we gave them things and candy and so forth. I never got when I went to Mexico. I was in Mexico for about a month and doing missions. And I, I, my mom helped me pack a bunch of candy. And I gave our candy to, to the kids. And, and I remember being in L.A. And, again, the group of kids out there that don't have orphan. They don't have parents. There's a blessing even with when adopting kids. If you are able to and the Lord puts it on your heart, you know, there, there's somebody out there that need kids, need, need parents. I mean, they need parents. And I've seen this and, I, and this is not for everybody, but I've seen couples who are not unable to have kids. When they go to adopt a kid, something happens supernaturally. All of a sudden they get pregnant when they've been trying for years and years and years. And when they go beyond their comfort zone to adopt somebody else's kid and making their own, something opens up. Something happens to the, the guy's body or the woman's body or both bodies, and they begin to produce kids. I want to encourage you to listen to the Spirit of God. This is real Christianity. What, what a wonderful display of adoption. The Father God adopted us. We were not part of the commonwealth of Israel. We weren't part of the, the covenants of God. And yet, through Christ, he made it available to the Gentiles, those without God, those without a covenant. How much more would Christians, couples, who decide to adopt kids, to bring them in to the fold, to love on them and give them their, your last name, and to raise them up in the things of God, I challenge you to be open to the spirit of God. I'm not I don't have any adopted kids. I'm just saying be open. I don't know why the spirit of God is leading me to encourage that. But I, we want to go and minister to those that are forgotten in society. There's ministry everywhere. People often is like I'm called to ministry. I'm called to do this. I'm called to do that. And what they're waiting for. They're waiting for an opportunity to preach behind a pulpit. Way before Pastor Wayne was behind a pulpit, I was hitting the streets of Camden and Mount Holly, and I was ministering to people. I was doing, I was feeding the homeless and going on trips and, and, and just ministering. I remember between the ages of 20 and 25, I, I had a prison ministry. And I ministered to those who were in prison for life and some for a few years. And then also ministered to troubled youth. I, many of the sermons that you hear were, were birthed in me while in, that, in those ministering homes. Ministering, I never forget, kids who were abused sexually, emotionally, and physically. I was ministering to them. And then also going into prisons and ministering to those who bound up. Behind bars, behind their behind bars for whatever reason. I remember always being faithful at my local church and 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 being involved with youth ministry and sound ministry and ushering and I paid my tithes faithfully. 
and I was accountable to my pastor and the elders. Listen, follow what God has given you before you. Become doers. I'm telling you, there's something about it. The word of God must become real in you and to you. Go from here, your ears to your heart, to your life. Just like faith without works is dead. Hearing without doing is dead. Let me say that again. Hearing without doing is dead. I challenge you in this year to do the word of God, to do what you know to do. So many people are seeking the will of God. They want to know God's plan for their lives. What they really want, they want to hear that God's going to prosper them. God's going to make them rich. God's going to bless their businesses. God's going to give them their spouse. God's going to give them their children. God's going to bless them and grow their ministry. Do what you know to do. The Spirit of God has already spoken to you, both in his written word and by his spirit. You know what to do. Right now, there's somebody that's crossing your mind where you need to call them and make things right with them. Perhaps it's somebody you need to forgive. Perhaps you're the one that afflicted some type of pain on somebody. Maybe you molested somebody. Maybe you cursed somebody out or caused drama in their life. I challenge you to do what's right and make things right. Follow the spirit of God. Whatever God is leading you to do, whatever he's prompting, call, telling you to call this individual that you haven't called in years. Maybe pray for somebody. Maybe give in a way that it doesn't point back to you. I challenge you today to do the will of God. Become executors of the will of God. Let's live the word of God out every day. And it starts one step at a time. Not trying to do everything. Oh, I'm going to do the whole word of God. Okay. Let's just start with what you know to do. If you're not going to a church on a regular basis and you think you're doing okay with God because you're looking at the cameras and you're looking at YouTube or listening to SoundCloud or these other platforms, that you know in your spirit. I don't care how much people talk about online church, and I'm not against online church. That's between the pastor and the Lord. No matter how much you talk about that and say, oh, I belong to such and such church. Well, when you need counseling, where do you go? Do they have a place where you can be counseled? Or if you die, do you, somebody going to do your wedding? I mean, your funeral. Or you get married, somebody going to minister at your wedding. Or if you're going through a hard time in your singleness, do you have somebody who can pour into you and counsel you? You know your spirit that God is leading you to join a church. Perhaps you're looking at this or listening to this and you're in California or South Dakota somewhere. Spirit of God may be moving upon you to get a part, become part of a, a body. There's, it's not the same to look through the camera or listening to a sermon. It's not the same as being in presence and being accountable. I heard this from Mark Dever, Pastor Mark Dever out of Washington, D.C. He said Christianity is personable, but it's not private. So you really can't have real Christianity and just you and Jesus. You need to be around other believers and not just online. I'm not against online ministry and, and we have a portion of our ministry online and I'm not against you looking at this through online. So I'm not against the Internet. I'm not stuck in 1986. <laughs> um, but I do want to challenge you. Get in real community and, be, and get a real pastor and become 
faithful. And when things get rough in that church, which they will, be willing to stay through it all. Still paying your tithes, still honoring the Lord, still loving on your pastor. And, and, and maybe he or she is doing something that you don't agree with. Well, that's not a reason to leave. Hang in there. Don't, get, don't let offense make you leave a church. But stay in there and hang in there. Perhaps the Lord is telling you to make things right at your job. Maybe you've been gossiping and talking about things that you have no business putting your mouth on. How dare you curse the job that God gave you? It's the way in which God is meeting your needs and you cursing the very hand that the Lord is using to feed your family. Make things right with your job. Get a new attitude. I heard a song by Patti LaBelle years ago. A new attitude. Get a new attitude. Get a new hat. Do what you got to do and go into that job, whether you love it or hate it. Maybe it's not your dream job, but go in there with a good attitude and says, I'm going to do this job unto the Lord because I'm working for King Jesus. I may be working for Budweiser or, or in, um, Enterprise or, or whatever, Chick-fil-A, whatever job you may have. I just named some of those jobs that I used to work at. So, um, yes, I did work at Budweiser at one time. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> praise the Lord. They called me the Budweiser, Budweiser pastor. I didn't drink. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But I'm telling you, go in there and make things right. Maybe it's your spouse. You haven't been talking to your spouse. Go and talk to your spouse. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe they didn't do right by you. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to, you, you don't have to be the person that's doing wrong. Go and make things right. And next week, we'll talk about relationships, um, maintaining relationships and valuing relationships, maintaining healthy ones. Make it your business to do things that are right. Spirit of God is speaking to some of y'all right now. And there are things that you've said about other people that you need to go and ask for forgiveness. There's things you've done to other people. You need to make things right. There's things that you need to get right before God. Maybe it's against the United States or having an attitude towards this person, that person. Make things right so that you can prosper in your walk with Christ. Amen. Hey, if you heard this and, and, and you're not born again and you want to really see, receive Christ as your Savior, I want to give you this opportunity. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And God wants you to, to spend eternity with him. And today he calls you to himself. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And I want to lead you into this prayer. There's no magic in the prayer, but faith in God. So pray this prayer with all your heart. And I believe that the Lord will meet you where you are. Wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're viewing this at, God will come to you and save you wherever you are. You will position yourself to receive the salvation that's in Christ. There is grace for you today. There's forgiveness. There's deliverance. There's healing. There's peace waiting for you right now. So let's pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask for your forgiveness. I confess I need Jesus. I believe in my heart that God raised Christ from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you prayed that very prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. I want you to text 732-324-2200 and says, I am saved. 
324-2200. I am saved. I want to welcome you into the family of God. If you text us, we'll send you a link to explain further salvation. And, and if you're in the United States, we'll send you a Bible and we'll send you some materials to walk to help you along your journey with Christ. If you're looking for a church home, you can text that same number and say, I want to join or something similar like that. And we'll get information if you're in the area. Um, you can come and be a part of our growing church. It seems like people are joining almost every week. And so we're so very grateful for growth here at KLM. And listen, we want to give you an opportunity to sow into this ministry. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, there's a few things you can do to be a blessing to this ministry. One, you can actually pray for us. We need your prayers. Pray the will of God for us. We're believing God for a new building and we believe in God for materials and equipment and so forth. And you can Join us by praying for us, number one. Number two, you can be a blessing by liking this on YouTube or sharing this, whether it's SoundCloud or Spotify, Audible, sharing this on your social media platform. Like it and subscribe to it if you're on YouTube and share it. Whatever platform you're listening to this, to this with, go ahead and share it across your platform. This, this is one way you can be a blessing to us. And number three, if God has called you to be a partner with this ministry, you can sow weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, or just once. Whatever God tells you to sow, listen, we believe that this is good ground. And when you sow into KLM, you're going to reap a harvest. I believe it with all my heart. We are not a perfect church, but we serve a perfect Savior. And we believe the Lord is leading us. You can actually text um, 733-245-7413, text KLM, or you can give through the cash app. Cash up sign KLMNJ, or you can actually mail it on our to our PO box, PO box five nineteen, Rancocas, New Jersey zero eight zero seven three, and you can sow whatever. No seed is too small or too big to be a blessing to KLM. There's some people who sow fifteen dollars a month. There's some who sow six hundred dollars a month. Whatever the Lord leads on your heart, I want to encourage you to sow into this ministry, and we believe that you will receive a harvest to, of the seed that you sow and you're changing lives. Thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a part of our broadcast. We pray that this has added value to your life. Remember these things, that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is Lord. That concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.